You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, as always, I want to give a big shout-out to our sports byline affiliates around the country and with the American Forces Radio Network around the world. Special shout-out to the service men and women out there. You know, getting a little taste of home from your boy Speeds, the Spittin' Statistician, as we help you win your leagues and win that cash. I got my boy, it's a Friday night, and usually we have Chris Pavona, but tonight, stepping up is my man JP, the night owl on the show. He's on the ones and twos, helping us keep it so hot that we sweat steam. We're going to hear from the JP, the night owl, a little bit later on as we look ahead to game four of the NBA Finals. Uh, you know, do you need to get your brooms out? That is the real question that we will be discussing later on, but we got a good show. As always, I will give you my starting lineup, not not only for the tonight, but also starting pitchers to look at all weekend long to help you win your leagues and win that cash. Like I said, we're going to be breaking down game four with my man JP, the night owl. Also, I don't know, but if you listen to the fantasy freestyle, you know that on the Friday show before the Kentucky Derby, I gave you always dreaming cold to win the race. The day before the Preakness, if you listen to the Fantasy Freestyle, you know that I gave you 14 to 1 shot cloud computing to win the race. So, you might ask yourself, self, who does Speeds, the spitting statistician, think is going to win the Belmont tomorrow here in New York? Well, if you stay tuned, I'm definitely going to give you that answer. We're also going to catch my man JP the Night Owl up on all these poll questions and all the fun and functional sports radio that we have been having all week. We also got a poll question up tonight. Who will win the NBA Finals MVP? It may be a fait accompli, but we will see. You can catch us at FNTSY Radio on Twitter. You could always ask me questions and follow me at Spittin' Speeds. Right now, will the MVP be Kevin Durant or anybody else? That's what we got to know. Check in on that. We'll be, uh, you know, holding that down all hour long. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, holding you down on a Friday happy hour. We are live from Studio 34 here in Rockin' Riley's in Midtown Manhattan. I got my boy, JP, the Night Owl, on the ones and twos tonight, filling in for Chris Bavona, but still keeping it so hot that we sweat steam, blowing up like a Samsung 7. What I got to do is give you my starting lineups going into the weekend, but first, some news and notes around Major League Baseball. Kevin Kiermeyer for the 10 
Tampa Bay Rays. He is going to miss over two months, they say, with a hip injury. He injured that earlier this week, sliding into first base. Make sure you take note in your lineups. Kevin Kiermeyer will be out for a while. Manny Machado, stud third baseman for the Baltimore Orioles. He's kind of unsure of his status for this weekend in a series against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium with that wrist injury. He says that he is still sore. They have him listed as day-to-day. Brandon Finnegan, pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds, coming back from a trapezius injury. He is going to start a rehab stint with double-A Pensacola on Sunday. You may want to stash him. If you're like hurting for pitching right now, he will be back up with the big club in Cincinnati eventually. Also, Nelson Cruz for the Seattle Mariners, the man with the boomstick. An MRI showed a slight tear in his calf. However, Nelson Cruz says that he is going to play through that, thinks he will be in the starting lineup tonight. The Seattle Mariners have not released their starting lineup as of yet. If we get word on that, we'll let you know right now. Nelson Cruz listed as day-to-day. And in a piece of news, here at the Fantasy Freestyle, we want to applaud and tip our cap. Starting pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Jamison Tyone, will return to the Pirates' starting rotation next week. If you remember and if you listen to the Fantasy Freestyle, you know that he is coming back from testicular cancer, had a surgery, and is working his way back here at the Fantasy Freestyle and the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We tip our cap and wish him well in his return from testicular cancer cancer. The other thing I want to mention, if you heard me all week long on the Fantasy Freestyle last week, you you heard me say that I like Zach Godley on the Arizona Diamondbacks, and then he got sent down to the minors. He was 37% owned, went all the way down to 18% owned in season-long leagues. I told you all week long, this would be a great speculative ad. This guy had a 2.39 ERA, a 1.09 whip, okay? And like I said, I told you this was just roster manipulation by the Diamondbacks. He is going to be back and is slated to start on Sunday for Arizona. Okay. As we always do here on the Fantasy Freestyle. First, we hold ourselves accountable to the starting pitchers I told you about last night. And then I give you my starters here to win your leagues and win that cash. Last night, I told you, was a unique night where you, in fact, should pay up for the most expensive starter on the board. Last night, that was Lance McCullers for the Houston Astros going against the worst team in the American League, the Kansas City Royals. And what did he do? He pitched seven innings. He had a no-hitter going until the seventh ultimately gave up one run, struck out eight, got the quality start and the win as the Astros beat the Royals 6-1. to one. I would just consider that another called shot by your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. But you may be asking yourself as you go into the weekend, needing a little bit of extra money, hey, Speeds, who should I be starting this weekend? Well, I got some guys for you. First of all, Corey Kluber tonight, even though he is at 10,500 against the White Sox, the White Sox are horrible against right-handed pitchers. I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. I fade the White Sox against righties. And also, Kluber has a good history against the White Sox. I like Corey Kluber tonight, and I would pay up for him. Of course, you got Erwin Santana tonight at 9,200 on FanDuel at San Francisco. That is a great ballpark for pitchers. Santana could be a good start, but if you want to spend a little bit less money, 
I like Michael Waka tonight. I know his last few starts have not been strong, but he's going against the Phillies. The Phillies are last in the NL in terms of runs scored against right-handed pitchers. They also have the third lowest OPS in the National League. Their team OPS is 707. You could do a lot better than that. So if you want a bargain basement guy, I like Michael Waka tonight at 7,300 on FanDuel against the Phillies. As we look ahead to the weekend on Saturday, listen, Remember how I said I liked Santana at the Giants because of that ballpark? Well, tomorrow you got Jesse Berrios going in against those same Giants in San Francisco. Berrios so far, 4-1 at 2.76 ERA. Remember, like I said, the Giants' offense is not something that you should be scared of. Their 224 runs so far are second lowest in the National League. On Saturday, don't forget, remember, I got my man Zach Godley coming back against the Milwaukee Brewers and... Listen, those Brewers, they strike out like whoa. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Zach Godley in his first start back trying to stay in the rotation puts forth a good effort. Then you look to Sunday. And if you look to Sunday, you know, I think there's studs going, okay? You got Chris Archer against the A's at home. You got Max Scherzer against the Texas Rangers. And the Rangers, their their starting pitcher on Sunday right now is TBD. So you got to figure that Scherzer will have a tremendous advantage in that one. You got my man James Paxton in his second start off the DL against the Blue Jays. I like that. And then don't get it twisted. The guy that has been my darling all season long. I started telling you about this guy in the preseason because I loved his strikeout total from last year and I thought he would make strides in in terms of his walk rate, in terms of his ERA and whip. I'm talking about right now the 25th rated player overall in fantasy baseball, the guy I drafted in the 14th round this year for the Arizona Diamondbacks, my man strikeout artist Robbie Ray against the Milwaukee Brewers, a strikeout team against the strikeout pitcher. I think once again, Robbie Ray is primed and in position for nine plus strikeouts on Sunday. That's what I give you guys. I give you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash as we move on here though in our starting lineups when we start about baseball earlier this season i gave you gary sheffield's platform on how to improve the game if he was commissioner you know and he talked about things like taking the regulation of slides out of the game he talked about changes to instant replay and pace of play i gotta tell you here though and let me bring in the night owl right now real quick i'm gonna tell you here are the things that i think can be done to change the pace of play check this out jp you know how in football how the quarterbacks have an earpiece in their helmet yeah. You're a millennial. What would be problem if the starting pitcher had like an earpiece or had a microphone under his cap? Because if we did that, we would eliminate mound visits altogether. The pitching coach wouldn't be able to come out. The catcher wouldn't be able to come out. I'm talking about right now I can hear you, JP, in my ear. I think the pitchers need an IFB for scouting reports to eliminate mound visits altogether. Here's the other thing that needs to happen. And JP, you're way too young to remember this. But if anybody right there is still down there, Greg Sussman, Nando DeFino, remember back in the 80s, at least as a Yankee fan, when a guy was coming out of the bullpen, they came out via golf cart. They came out via like 
pimped out car. Why is this no longer in Major League Baseball? If you're talking about the pace of play, what's quicker? A guy running out from the bullpen or hop in the golf cart and come out? I think the big changes that need to be happening are put an IFB in the pitcher's ear and let bullpen guys come out via a golf cart or a car. That's my platform if I were commissioner. Sure, I'd handle PEDs. Sure, the wild card should be a three-game series. Sure, if pitchers get suspended, it should not be based on games but based on starts. But if you want to know the truth, I say bring back the golf cart. JP, do you remember back in the day when pitchers used to come via golf cart? I do not remember that. No, but would I, not that would that not change the pace of play? That would definitely change the place of pace of play. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's why Speeds, the spitting statistician, is here on the fantasy freestyle. Okay, not only to help you win your money, but also I'm trying to improve things. Pace of play changes are coming. Electronic strike zone is coming. We will see what happens. But if your boy Speeds was commissioner, we'd have golf carts and IFBs in the pitcher's ear. When we come back, though, on the fantasy freestyle, JP is going to come in. We're going to talk NBA Finals. Is the heart and soul of the Cleveland Cavaliers already done? It's like Harry Potter and the Dementors. Have they sucked the soul out of the Cleveland Cavaliers? We'll find out when we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. Come on right back. Let's go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As always, we got our sports byline affiliates around the country listening, as well as our American Forces Radio Network on bases around the world. Big shout to the service men and women out there getting a little taste of home from your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, and the Fantasy Freestyle. Even there in Doha, Qatar, trust me, your boy Speeds recognizes you out there unlike some other people. Let's keep it moving, though, here in the cipher with my man, JP, the Night Owl. Let me give you some news and notes around the NFL. You know, OTAs concluding. And so, like I said, we hear a lot of greatest shape of his life stories. We also hear that everyone's healing tremendously. And, you know, we get a little bit of news and notes that may be impactful. So, for example, Andrew Luck, quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts, they say he is quote-unquote healing tremendously in his return from shoulder surgery. However, there is actually no timetable for his return. He's missed OTAs. He will likely miss the majority of training camp. However, the Colts say that he'll be fine for week one, so it's probably not something. The only thing to look for, and they have not done this yet, if they sign another quarterback, whether it's to just get reps or potentially be a backup, at that point in time, that's when I would be concerned if I was a Colts fan or Andrew Luck owner. That is still not the case. Interestingly enough, reports out of Jets camp, Christian Hackenberg, apparently he was hitting reporters left and right during OTAs. That does not speak to my man's accuracy. That does not speak to my man's development. But like you know, I am a Jets fan, and I just want them to run hack out there. I want the Jets to go 1-15. and 15. Hashtag suck for Sam. And by Sam, I mean Sam Darnold next year, the quarterback out of USC with the number overall pick. We shall see. This week, we were talking a lot about Jeremy Macklin. Remember, he was released from the Chiefs over the weekend, and he was visiting Buffalo, visiting Baltimore, where apparently he has had his tour and he has left both places without a deal. And last news and note I'll give you, uh, 
Pittsburgh's former Pittsburgh Steelers running back, D'Angelo Williams. Apparently, there is reports out that he is going to join Impact Wrestling. He may become a wrestler, D'Angelo Williams. Apparently, he is competing with a guy named Moose on July 2nd. Then I got to say, Impact Wrestling, you know, they are partners with the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So I would be happy to see D'Angelo Williams and his pink dreads competing with Impact Wrestling. However, as we keep it moving here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, I bring my boy JP the Night Owl in as we talk about Game 4 of the NBA Finals which is ready to tip off in about an hour and a half. If you ask me, when the Warriors came back to win 118 to 113 in Wednesday's Game 3, like I said, if you're a fan of Harry Potter and you know about the Dementors, how they took your soul with the kiss, I think that's what Kevin Durant and the Golden State Warriors did to LeBron and the Cavs in the fourth quarter of Game 3 on Wednesday. Cavs had that lead, and then Kevin Durant with the three. Clay Thompson having defense that he has had all season and series long against Kyrie and the Golden State Warriors took that win. Listen, I actually think that the Golden State Warriors are going to finish the sweep tonight in Cleveland and uh, the boys will be able to celebrate their win. I mean... Is there anywhere else to go? JP, let me bring you in right here real quick as the night owl. I didn't get your official prediction going in. Our boy Donnie Burns thought the Cavs were going to win this series in six. Now it would take about 13 games for the Cavs to get ahead. Do you think this is pretty much uh, the coronation, the nail in the LeBron coffin tonight, JP? Yeah, I think this has to be the nail in the coffin. I mean, the last thing the Warriors need to hear for a few days is, oh, here come the Cavs if they they lose this game. They don't want to hear any of that. It's tonight, or I'd be even a little bit worried. And Draymond is not getting suspended. There are no conspiracy theories here. The Golden State Warriors have, in fact, built a super team, and it is going to come to fruition tonight. Uh, You know, in about four hours. I don't know where I'll be, but I know where the Golden State Warriors will be. That is in their locker room celebrating an NBA championship. So to that effect, JP, let me ask you something. I have as our poll question tonight at FNTSY Radio, at your boy Spittin' Speeds as well. My poll question right now is who will win the NBA Finals? You got to figure that if it continues along this path, KD gets his vindication going to the Warriors, performing in this series and being the MVP. You got to figure he's uh, he wins that trophy tonight, right? Uh, right, JP? Yeah, it's hard to see it going any other way. Unless someone goes absolutely off tonight, it's hard to see anyone else getting it. And right now, the voters here at FNTSY Radio, at Spittin' Speeds, you guys agree. Right now, uh, 91% of you think that Kevin Durant ultimately will, in fact, be the MVP of the NBA Finals. 9% of you are picking anybody else. And to be honest, who is that anybody else? Maybe like if Cleveland elongates the series, you could have something where LeBron is the MVP. Like, honestly, if the Cavs get to a game six or game seven, it's likely a Herculean effort from LeBron James and may warrant MVP consideration. Maybe Steph Curry, maybe someone like Clay if he continues to drop 30 and play incredible defense. But I agree with you, JP. It is probably Kevin Durant who will get his vindication as MVP of this NBA Finals. Let me go here now as we continue on the cipher here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And also, 
Let me, before we get into the Belmont, let me tell you about so many ways that you can listen to Fantasy Sports Radio Network and also, like, you know, do what you need to, to win that cash. For example... If you go to the rotoexperts.com, you can get the exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package right now. It is your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. You would stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, our trend analysis, and our player insights. You could become a waiver wizard. You could learn how to scan the numbers like a roto scientist. We also, we help you set the ideal lineups every week. And this season, you get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor, powered by InsideInjuries.com. Get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now and start soaring to the top of the standings. And also, if you enter promo code free radio at checkout, you'll get a special discount. That's what we do here. We help you give you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. Another way you can win some cash this weekend, however, is with the final jewel of the Triple Crown. We're talking about the Belmont Stakes happening right here in New York tomorrow. And I don't know, but if you listen to Fantasy Freestyle a couple of weeks ago, you would have heard me give you always dreaming as the Kentucky Derby winner. Then what happened at 5-1 to one he won the Kentucky Derby. Then, a couple of weeks ago, on the Friday show before the Preakness Stakes, you would have heard that I was zigging when people were zagging, and I liked 14 to 1 shot cloud computing. Then guess what happened? Your boy came home and won the Preakness. So, let's get into my Belmont preview right now. The first thing you need to know Always Dreaming will not be running. Cloud Computing will not be running. The other big-time favorite, Classic Empire, will not be running. So quite frankly, you have a wide-open field in this race. However, there are three horses that I like that I want to tell you about. First of all, looking at Lee is going off right now at 5-1. to one. This is the only horse that will run in all three legs of the Triple Crown this year. This horse is a legitimate grade one stakes kind of horse. And because of all these big boys are not in, I think looking at Lee could be interesting. He is kind of pretty much the best horse left standing. The problem is... You know, because he did run in Kentucky, because he did run in Baltimore, I don't know if he has the gas left. I do like the fact, though, that he's got Irad Ortiz on him and he's got Asmussen as his trainer. That was the same trainer-jockey combination that won the Belmont last year with Creator. Looking at Lee is a 5-1 to shot that I think is worth it. If you want to move on, Irish Warcry is the favorite. I am trying to beat him. This is a horse that ran like 10th in the Kentucky Derby. Is not like a truly great horse. Here is the horse that I'm going to give you a little bit off the pace that I think could be in your exotics and could be worth it tomorrow at the Belmont. I'm giving you the number two horse, Taprit, trained by Todd Pletcher, jockey Jose Ortiz. This is a horse that was in the Kentucky Derby, but was part of that bad start, got banged around, okay? Remember a lot of horses, Classic Empire, it was other horses like McCracken, got banged around and could not make it home. 
Taprit, however, ran well, rallied up at the end of the Kentucky Derby, and then he took a break. He did not enter into the Preakness. I think that's very interesting. Don't get me wrong. I think Taprit, with a best-ever buyer figure of 96, with Pletcher training him and Jay Ortiz on the mount. Remember, he's also bred by Tappet, a former Triple Crown winner. Okay, so I like Taprit, the number two horse. I think he's going off right now at 7-1. to one. If you want to get some value on the Belmont, take a look at Taprit, the two horse. The other guy I'll give you, okay, we talked about looking at Lee, the only horse to compete in all three races. I think you got to put him in, in in your, you know, trifectas, superfectas. And of course, there is Irish Warcry. He's going off right now at 7 to 2. Irish Warcry was steered by Curlin. Curlin was a horse that had the legs to run the mile and a half that the Belmont will demand. This is a closing horse. This is a guy I think will be there as well. So I'm looking at the six horse, looking at Lee, the seven horse, Irish war cry, and my sleeper, the two horse, Taprit, coming up tomorrow at the Belmont Stakes, the final jewel of the Triple Crown. And we will have three different winners. Remember, I called the Kentucky Derby. I called the Preakness. I'm going to give you Taprit as the surprise horse coming off the pace, the two horse to win the Belmont. Your favorites, the six and the seven. Looking at Lee and Irish War Cry, can't hate them either. When we come back, though, my man JP, we're going to catch him off, catch him up as we put the fun and functional sports radio here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez speeds the spitting statistician. Ha ha! Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, holding you down. I got my man JP, the Night Owl, here on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam on a Friday here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and we are recording live from Studio 34. It's nice out. We're going to have a nice weekend here in New York City, so we got the rooftop popping here at Rockin' Riley's. And like I said, I just gave you my uh, pick for the Belmont. My under-the-radar pick is the number two horse. Taprit. And so I reference Kentucky and the T- Kentucky Derby. So I want to give a big shout out to everybody listening on our sports byline affiliates in Bowling Green on 1340 AM WBGN. And of course in Radcliffe, Kentucky out there on 94.3 WULF. Now, Let's uh let's get into it with my man, the Night Owl, JP. I don't know if you're familiar with this, JP, but what I usually do on Friday when Chris Bavona's on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam, we catch him up because, as you know, here on the Fantasy Freestyle, we put the fun in functional sports radio. Not only am I giving you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash, but we also have fun over here, okay? So we've got a lot of topics, and usually I catch Chris up. JP, I haven't seen you as much this week here as the Night Owl, so I I feel like I want to bounce a couple of stories on off of you and get your reaction, okay? And I also want to find out if you could predict what 
the Fantasy Freestyle listeners and voters said on some of the poll questions we had earlier on this week. How do you feel about that, JP? I feel good about it. I'm excited to all right, get all right. into it. So let's go here. First, let's let's see how you can do about these poll questions that we had up this week. Bavona, Bav- I got to tell you, Bavona does pretty good on these. So the first poll question we had earlier this week, I asked the listeners, what was the worst quarterback situation in the NFL? And your options were the Jets, the Browns, the Texans, and the 49ers. Who do you think the listeners voted for as the worst quarterback situation in the NFL? I think they went with the Jets. Wow. You are correct, JP. One for one. 45% of the people said the Jets. Only 25% said the Browns. 16% said the Texans. 14% said the 49ers. I got to tell you, though, one guy wrote in and said that the the Los Angeles Rams with Jared Goff, because he doesn't know where the sun rises and sets if you saw that Hard Knocks episode. Okay, but you are correct, JP. You are one for one. Uh, I'm very impressed so far. Why do you think the Jets, though? I mean, it, it's only gotten worse since then. I mean, you hear reports of, like you said, Hackenberg hitting yeah, reporters. Right. I mean, that's, yeah, that's your starter right, 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 right now. Like I said, I want the Jets to go 1-15. Hashtag suck for Sam. All right, let's uh, keep it moving. The next poll we had up, and this was because, if you remember, Jeremy Macklin was cut last weekend by the Kansas City Chiefs. He's out there visiting Buffalo, visiting Baltimore, looking to latch on. We also got word this week that the New York Jets were going to either release or try to trade Eric Decker. So I had a question out there. Which of these potentially available wide receivers are best to help an NFL team, but also potentially your fantasy football team? The three options were, like I said, Jeremy Macklin, Eric Decker, and also a free agent that's out here with a great NFL career, Anquan Bolden, was also included in this poll. He's right now apt and looking to be signed. Out of those three wide receivers, who do you think the people voted as the best wide receiver to help a team or their fantasy team? I look at Eric Decker as an improved version of Anquan Bolden, so I'm going to have to take him, Macklin second, and then third being the last guy. Wow. Night Owl, you are two for two. Get 57% it. of the people said that Eric Decker was still positioned to help a team or a fantasy team. 36% say Jeremy Macklin. 7% went with Anquan Bolden. Wow, you are hot right now, Night Owl. Wow, I, uh, I don't even know if we can stump you. It's just what the people say. All right, let's keep it moving, though. The last thing, the last thing. The last thing that I asked, as people are getting it going here at Rockin' Riley's on Studio 34, people enjoying happy hour and letting me know that they enjoyed happy hour on their way out of the bar. All I will say is that. But moving along... The question is, how many games will the NBA Finals go? Your options are four, five, six, and seven. I will say this, just this, JP. We asked this question after Game Three and after the Golden State Warriors had a three nothing lead. This was the poll question on yesterday's show. So yesterday, four, five, six, or seven games. What do you think people said? I'm gonna go with five. You're going to go with five. 66% of the people said four games, said that it ends tonight. 66%. Two-thirds of the people say it ends tonight. 23% agree with you, uh, ultimately thinking that Cleveland will win tonight but then lose back at Oracle. Um, 4% of the people said six games. 7%, however, think that LeBron is going to pull off something and go to a game seven. Let's keep it moving, though, here, as we put the fun in functional sports radio. JP, we like here on the Fantasy Freestyle to talk about um, athlete and sports love triangles. Are you down with that? 
Very much so. Let's do it. Fantastic. So there are not one, not two, but three examples of sports-based love triangles that we're going to be talking about, okay? So I'm going to, you know, overview them all, and then I want to see which one you think is, like, most crazy, most valid, you know, that sort of stuff. I'll get your comments on it, okay? So the first one is, um, remember when Adriana Lima and Matt Harvey um, and Julian Edelman back at the Met Gala. This is basically what inspired Matt Harvey to have a bender and then ha- get suspended by the Mets. It's all Adriana Lima and Julian Edelman's fault. Okay, but check this out. We have news this week. Adriana Lima on Instagram took a picture with a wedding or an engagement ring on, and Adriana Lima is saying that she is marrying herself. Apparently, sologamy, soloogamy, sologamy is a, is a thing right now. People marrying themselves. You don't get better health insurance, so it's not about that. But, you know, people apparently want to, you know, show that they love themselves. And Adriana Lima, although, if you ask me, she does not need to do this, but apparently she is doing this, marrying herself, forget Julie. Julian Edelman, forget Matt Harvey. So I ask you, because JP, you're a young guy. So is Adriana Lima. Do you think she needs to do this? No, that's that's crazy. I didn't yeah. know about that. Wow. Absolutely. She's talking about how she loves herself. She's not about Julian Edelman. She's not about Matt Harvey. So I got to ask you, how do you, like, this news came out last Friday when Matt Harvey gave up six runs and five innings pitch. You think maybe he heard about this and he was like a little downtrodden? What do you think? Oh, yeah, he definitely heard about that. That had to have had an effect on him there. So that is sports love triangle number one. Sports love triangle number two this week. You're a basketball guy, JP. Are you familiar about why Derek Fisher and Matt Barnes don't like each other? Yes, yes, I okay. am. Okay, okay. And it all comes down to two words. Those two words are Gloria Govan. She was uh, in Basketball Wives, and so you're familiar about all this, right? And you may also be familiar, JP, that... Uh, Derek Fisher got popped for DUI last weekend. Are you familiar with this? Yes. Okay. So here's the news, though. The car that Derek Fisher was driving, do you know who it was ultimately registered to? I do. Matt Barnes. Crazy. (laughs) That's right. So who do you think is in the power seat of this love triangle right now? I'm going to go with the guy without the DUI. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Matt Barnes, the guy who has the kid, who has the 2015 Escalade that he's just given out, right, to his baby mama to be able to drive. Right, so so right now we have Adriana Lima and Matt Barnes in the power positions, right? Yep, and Matt Barnes is about to win an NBA Finals. That is true. I like the way you think, JP. There's no reason. We don't call him the night owl for nothing, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, here's the last one. And I don't think you're ready for this. We're going back to the NBA Finals. What if I told you that there were issues? I mean, did you hear about Rihanna? You know about Rihanna? You know about how she's thoroughly riding with the Cavs, right? She was, like, shouting brick when Kevin Durant was hitting a foul shot, things like that, right? But what if I told you that Kevin Durant, he don't need no Rihanna. Do you know who Kevin Durant had in his past, who he used to date while he and this young lady were both underclassmen at the University of Texas? I do indeed. You do? current bachelorette Rachel Lipsy I think her name is she is currently the bachelorette she had a history with Kevin Durant there were reports out there that they were quote unquote very serious so I ask you JP because this is what I need to know 
because I and I gotta I gotta tell you also my man Matty Mo just entered the building which is fantasy black book coming up next on the fantasy sports radio network with my man Joe Pisapia and Matty Mo they are going to hold you down for real I think they're going to talk about how great it is that Masahiro Tanaka is not starting on Sunday this weekend I don't think he should start on Monday either I think they need to have a phantom DL stint for this man but I digress okay so um where was I yes Rachel the bachelorette with Kevin Durant right and uh and Rihanna right so I don't know here's my question for you JP because you're in college right now right yeah okay Reports are that they had a serious relationship. But as you know, Kevin Durant was only at the University of Texas for like nine months. So if you ask Maddie Moe, if you ask Spies the Spitting Statistician, you're together for nine months? How can you be quote-unquote fairly serious? However, JP, in college years, is a nine-month relationship serious? I mean, for me, yes, but I'm also so not So this would be Division like a one. long-term thing for you, right? Yeah, for sure. So apparently Kevin Durant and this bachelorette had a long-term deal. So if he doesn't need to worry about, he doesn't need to worry about Rihanna, right? That's, that's what I would have to say. I'd have to agree. Okay. Let me, let me, let me get into this. Um, are you a fo- who's your football team, JP? The Giants. You're a Giants fan. Okay. Unfortunately, I'm a Jets fan. Okay. So you, you need to worry about like Cat and Paul Perkins handle the load and things like that. Is Damon Harrison going to continue to lock down the run defense? Is Langdon Collins uh, an M- a defensive MVP candidate? As a Jets fan, though. Man, let me tell you something. I'm just hoping, I'm hoping that Sam Darnold ascends as Tom Brady retires, but I digress. My question for you, uh, did you see that Rex Ryan and Rob Ryan were partying in Nashville as part of the Stanley Cup Finals? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so they they were hanging out of Margaritaville, and apparently they got into a, a little bit of an issue. So I have a couple of questions for you. Who at the Margaritaville is going to like... Try to step to two, like, six-foot, 350-plus-pound dudes. You and your boys, JP, you know, I don't know if you're in a frat or something, but, like, would you and your boys just, like, step to the biggest guy out there? Is that something you would do, try to take on the Ryan brothers at a Margaritaville? I mean, I know personally me, no, but it's really awesome what happened there. It's awesome. You describe it as awesome. Can you please elaborate? What was awesome about that? I don't know. It's just like the two guys that like to talk the most smack in the NFL sure. just out there at a bar sure. doing it now. I have no idea how Rob Ryan continues to be a, continue to be a defensive coordinator. I think he outlasted his welcome based on just Buddy and the 4-6 defense for about two years too long. But other reports, and now I'm, uh, I'm sourcing Barstool Sports, so who knows. But apparently Rex Ryan also found the bachelorette party in Nashville where all the to- all the girls were wearing open toe sandals and apparently he literally went over to them winked at them and said quote unquote you know what i like how do you feel about that jp that's something else right there. That, it is. Oh, my gosh. It is. It absolutely is. Um, my last question for you, JP, as we catch you up on all the fun that we had in Functional Sports Radio, are you aware of the fact that China is building a amusement park based on Lionel Messi, where they are trying to, quote, unquote, experience the aura and intensity of Messi? How do you feel about that? I wasn't aware, but that's, that's awesome. Do you think any athlete in America could have a theme park? Could, like, LeBron James have a theme park in Ohio right now? Oh, he could definitely do that. In you Ohio. think so? Yeah. You really? I don't know. 
I don't know. You think Tom Brady could have a theme park in Massachusetts? Eh, I'm going to go with LeBron if I have to pick out of those If two. one athlete could have a theme park right now, it would be LeBron, right? Yeah. And it's funny because you don't even have to be the best in the world because I think Ronaldo's the best in the world, but I digress. That's what we did in the fun and functional sports radio this week on the Fantasy Freestyle. When we come back, we're going to check in on the scores around Major League Baseball. We're going to check in on the poll, and we're going to tee up the Fantasy Black Book coming up next on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, holding you down on a happy hour Friday. Right now, if you're on the West Coast listening and you are stuck on the 405, I apologize, but I'm trying to, you know, make it a little bit better. Let's go around the league real quick. We are in the first inning, scoreless at Yankee Stadium, Orioles and Yanks. Scoreless in Atlanta at SunTrust. Don't worry, someone's going to hit a home run to right center field tonight. The Rays are all over the athletics. Top, bottom of the second, 4 nothing. Rays. Steven Souza with his 11th home run of the season. Tigers up in the Red Sox after 2 2 nothing. We are scoreless in Cleveland. That game has resumed. Remember, the start was delayed, but they are going right now, bottom of the fourth. They are scoreless there. Rangers and Nationals, 1-0 Texas after 3. And the Marlins all over the Pirates, 5-1 Uh, middle of the third inning. Remember here, before we go to the Fantasy Black Book, remember, your boy Speeds the Spittin' Statistician gave you always dreaming for the Kentucky Derby. Gave you the 14 to 1 shot cloud computing for the Preakness. Tomorrow at Queens, when no favorites are still left standing, I'm going with 6 to 1 choice, number 2 horse, Taprit. Okay? Taprit is a horse... Todd Pletcher, the trainer, Jose Ortiz. This is a guy who ran in the Kentucky Derby, took the Preakness off, five weeks off. That is better than the Irish war cry or looking at Lee, who have been going the whole time, although I do think those two favorites belong in your exotics. And as we close it out, right now on our poll question, we have who will be NBA Finals MVP. 92% of you say Kevin Durant, 8% say the field. Shout out to my boy Zach, sports with Z, thinking it is with multiple exclamation points KD. He's screaming that hashtag Texas alumni. Coming up next here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, it's going to be the Fantasy Black Book. Joey Pisapia, Matty Modica. Listen, Matt, you know, the Bills did not sign Sammy Watkins to that fifth-year option. Zay Jones is hurt, and Jeremy Macklin left Buffalo without a contract. How do you feel about that? All in on Sammy Watkins, though, no? All in. The targets are there. The talent is there. Go Bills. All in as though he was Jake Seeley, the all-in <laughs> kid. We're going to see if there's still NBA games happening when I come back Monday. Dane Martinez, Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. <laughs> 